Hello everyone and welcome to State of the Realm, your weekly Final Fantasy XIV podcast. Apologies for the delay in shows from last week, but for the first time we were just like, you know what, let's not force a show that has no meaning and let's just take the week off because we know we have a bunch of shows planned for the next couple of months. This week we're going to be doing first impressions on patch 4.36 and we might as well talk about the behemoth encounter in Monster Hunter World as well since that's the other side of the Final Fantasy XIV X uh, Monster Hunter World collaboration. So to talk about that, Sly and I are just going to do our intro and then get started because I'm actually healing in Pagos as I'm doing this intro. I'm one of your hosts, Michael, Mr. Happy Cold Rome. Of course, joining me is Sly, aka Sly the Fox, aka Sly, aka Gray Fox, aka this man's got some words. This man's got some words. Look at that. Look at the look on his face. Look how ready he is for words. Hold on, hold on. Keep keep that face, Sly. That man is ready for words. <laughs> how you doing, Sly? Not so bad. Not so bad. Sound tired. I, I can replicate the feeling. Yep. Even though I got a nap. Sometimes the nap doesn't help. Sometimes the nap just reminds you how tired you are. Oh, no. No, the nap definitely helped. <laughs> Good. Good. I'm glad yeah. the naps help you. I'm, I'm a worse napper, apparently. How are you? I'm good. How did you enjoy your week off? Would you would you use your week off for Stay of the Realm for? I he I hear that uh, you laughed. Yeah. I hear you laughed on stream because you were like, "Oh, I guess I gotta go do state." Never mind. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that moment. Like I was in the middle of Octopath, and um, like, yeah, I guess I should just go get ready for stream. No, no, you shouldn't. Yeah, you should probably check Twitter. And then, like, I did because I didn't see it until I actually absolutely checked it and saw your message. I was like, well, fuck it. I'm just gonna take a break, and we'll come back and do more Octopath. So yeah. Uh, got through all chapter four Octopath, so nice. post game. Post game, yep. that's where it's at. That's that's the highlight. You're gonna get to hear the best, one of my favorite boss themes in like all of RPGs. That's that's pretty high praise. Let's just say that that boss theme made me buy the OST, which is only available in Japan, <laughs> and and import it. Even though they said they're gonna localize it and release it like stateside, so you don't have to pay import fees. Yeah, I didn't want to wait. But anyway, this week's Sly, we have we have stuff. We actually have stuff for the next very many weeks. Yes, believe we it or not, like do. the next two months or so, I think we have shows planned out. Yes, we do. Uh, but for this week, uh, we have uh, the collaboration and um, the new patch. Yes, um, including. The other half of the collaboration but you know what i kind of want to kick it off with behemoth since behemoth was first i think that's fair that's fair i was i was gonna so, ask you what what order you wanted to do them in anyway so i was gonna let you decide yeah. regardless so last week last wednesday we got behemoth and monster hunter world 
And oh my God, did they get, um, spoiler alert, they just got the better side of the deal. I'm just going to go ahead and say that right now. They got the better side of the deal. Like when, when you went in, okay. So to kind of explain things, if you haven't done it, if you have Monster Hunter World, go do this. You know, you have to be HR 16. So that just means do the fucking story, but still get some armor and get upgraded and augmented and upgrade again. Uh, because your first dealing is not with Behemoth itself. It is with a Aether. I guess we can call it an Aether aspected um, Kuluyaku. I'll go Aether infused. Okay, that's better. Um, Aether infused Kuluyaku, who is bigger than your average Kuluyaku, and with the with the crystal gets even bigger mid hunt, and. I, I like him to call him uh, Kulu Faust because, yeah, a lot of that was a lot of people's bar of entry and they were like, oh, my God, this shit is so fucking hard and annoying. And, um, yeah, we got it first try. Like, it wasn't too bad. He just hits like a truck, even with, you know, upgraded armor and everything. How did you like the, uh, as some people are calling it, AT Kulu? He's not AT. Kulu's He's not our tempered. Um, no. I, I, liked it it took a monster that i pretty much actively avoided since the very first time i killed him on high rank and put a new spin on it i mean it, first of all the fact that he basically always has a shield you know adds a lot of, i think that's what adds the most frustration because when a normal kuliaku has it you hit it a few times he'll drop it and then it's it's gone to like or you flash him or you flash him and he drops it he, you can't this one was immune to traps immune to pretty much everything and yep. on top of that had a permanent shield that would block everything in this and with the shield was a friggin' etherite from 14 yeah. so and i don't even remember it being able to be down like you couldn't down no it. you just had you literally it. can't do anything except kill it yep that was it it runs away a lot it heals itself with the crystal it grows in size mm -hmm. and if you're not careful that thing that thing will jump on you and put you in the ground real quick yep no food buff yeah um, and on, so, to on top of that, during that okay. mission, you actually get cac you also run into the cactars also, and those, eh, those are unimpressive. And I've had very poor luck with finding the flowered one, personally. Yeah, I think I got flowered one the first time, and I got lucky. Yeah. yeah, you got. I think I think if you do it during the <laughs> Kulayaku quest, I feel like it's it's easier to find them during that quest because you can find them in expeditions in the wasteland normally. But I spent oh, I spent an hour and a half never found the flowered one. I was pretty frustrated. You were really trying? Yeah, you were really trying hard to find it. Well, I, I figured I might as well done. do the whole event's worth of items. You know, get everything. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't. True. Never got the flowered one, so I'm just gonna stick with where I am right now on that one. And then after Kuliaku, you move towards the actual behemoth. But this time, it's only a repel. Your first encounter with the behemoth is just a repel. So you really don't need to worry about that. Worry that hard about, you know, parts and um, every breaking parts. Even though you can still, I think you can in the repel chop off the tail. I think you can chop off the tail and break the claws. I think you can still earn the items. It's just that you'll yeah. have to beat him on the second one. or I think you have to beat him on the, the defeat one in order to actually get the armor set. I think. I don't know that yeah. for certain, actually. So the the point of the repel is to teach you mechanics. Since, in a way, this is a raid. 
get away. There are mechanics. And and once you actually, because I don't think it was during the Kuliaka fight, but once you, your first time in the Behemoth Repel, you see that this is more of a 14 fight than you think. They implemented like 14 so well in that fight. When you, when first time I went in, saw the damage numbers, I saw the damage, um, damage numbers with an exclamation mark. So a 14 thing. Um, alongside your actual attacks, the names of your actual attacks are showing up, and the cast, it, it shows you what Behemoth is always casting on the side. So yeah, like, 14 got implemented so well in Monster Hunter World, and it, it worked. So, like I said, the Repel teaches you what mechanics are, you know. Um, his cast, like, um, Thunderbolt, uh, Charybdis, and um, his fist smashes don't have a cast or a name. They they just do fire damage. That's it. Um, and at the end, the end of the fight, it teaches you about comets and ecliptic meteor. Simple enough. You LOS it, and uh, you're done. You're done with the you're done with the uh, repel. So as an intro, what did you think of? Your first time, you know, when you, what was your first reaction when you did the repel? So my first reaction was, I so I had watched the developer live stream that Yoshida featured on the day before the uh, the live letter. Uh, and mm -hmm. I had seen them take down the behemoth in four or five minutes. I now realized they were doing the repel. That's why yep. he died that quickly. Um, so I was like, ah, because I went in with the expectation. The stuff, the requirement for this stuff is all HR 16. And I think of what my yep. average experience was with the game at HR 16, and it was not to the level Behemoth is. Even though he's HR 16, he is not something that I'd recommend a, hey, I just beat Zeno and just beat the game. Like, I would not immediately jump into Behemoth unless you were very confident in yourself and what you knew about the game at that point, because he is far and above what I'd expect out of HR 16. Yeah, I would recommend... My recommendation would be people to, you know, do some Timbers. Hell, I'd say HR 49 would be the gate of entry for me. That's a safe one because that's Kieran. That's, the, I think that's the double Kieran. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I would, say, I would say that's the bar of entry. Instead of, it says you should, you can do it at HR 16. Should you? Probably not. No. Uh, another thing, by the way, Chad has corrected me. Apparently, once you repel the behemoth, you can make the armor sets. You just and then you can use things like plunder blade and breaking parts to farm the uh, to farm the the actual fight itself. I, I thought you had to beat the fights. You do have to beat the fight itself for some other things like the palico weapon, palico armor, guild cards, yep. uh, stuff like that. But you don't need to beat it just to get the armor set itself. So just wanted to add that little correction in. Um, as for the behemoth, it was also just kind of nice that it was very much a tutorial in a sense that you have, I think, 10 KOs total while it teaches you the mechanics. Very generous. Yeah. Very generous. It's generous. And at the same time, it's still like, it's still the same behemoth fight. It's basically the first phase of the behemoth fight. And it's in probably the easiest area in all the elders recess. You have the, uh, the destructibles above him to move the fight along a little mm -hmm. bit faster. And, uh, he's just... You, you get kind of an idea of like, oh, yeah, I can do this. The only thing I'll say is even during the repel mission, then this this kind of I echo this going into the uh, full version of the encounter. The whole drawing enmity mm -hmm. thing seems a little wonky. It's pretty hard to actually yep. get the attention of him, even if you are constantly attacking the head. Uh, it just doesn't maybe yeah. feel reliable enough, which may be intentional because it's a Monster Hunter game. 
it feels like it feels a lot loose. Um, even when you do get the attention, you lose it so quick. Like it, every, you especially lose it because if someone flash pods, it resets aggro. Yeah, yeah, that too. So and people are constantly uh, flash potting anyway because of Charybdis. So it resets aggro on you know flashes. It resets aggro every time in Ecliptics. So you have to regenerate that aggro. So yeah, it's pretty wonky. Uh, when you do have it, it's useful. Very for the time that you do have, yeah. It, but yeah. yeah, it's really because he won't use Charybdis either while he's he's doing that. He'll if you stand at the perfect range, you can bait meteor over and over again. And if you're like a gunlance user, you just block all the meteors, and it's yep. it's pretty nice. The DPS you get out if you actually kind of follow the conventions that the fight wants you to follow is insane. The only thing you have to worry about is the 360 AOE spin if you're actually a melee. My recommendation for you know tanking was. Either you have a temporal mantle. If you didn't do Lunastra, then you know. Um, hopefully, you have a really good guard build and a health booster. Just sit down at health health booster and just take hits, and yeah, you you should be fine. Yeah, in the in the repel mission, you probably could just wing it regardless and and, yeah. and do yeah. just fine. You know, just get used to the idea of even if. You know you can flash pod Charybdis, move it towards the walls, like just drop the tornadoes out of the way of everybody. Um, the comets, you know, you have to get used to the idea of dropping those kind of a little bit far away, but like not so far away people can't run to it. Um, mm -hmm. But then there's some other things you can't really get used to in the repel. The ecliptic meteor cast, for example, is like 15 seconds or something in, in yeah, normal mode. Yeah, you have ages. You could you could go make a sandwich, sandwich come back and get behind a comet in time. Yeah, like at really. least at least in the the repel mode mission. But once you finish the repel, um, things start to get a little more interesting with the behemoth because oh yeah, you start the behemoth after that, and you you know it's whatever the first part's the same, pretty much. This, I don't think there's anything different about the first part. Um, he can't even use thunderbolt in the first part in the in the full encounter. Right? I'm pretty sure he can use thunderbolt in uh in the repel mission early on, just so you see the attack. Just not overly threatening there. Uh, yeah. but, but then Behemoth very much starts acting like a 14 boss after you get through the first phase. Yeah. Because then he runs up to the next area and now he has Thunderbolt. Now he's going to start using Ecliptic Meteor. And mm -hmm. uh, now he's in phase two. He's like a, like a legitimate phase. Now, here's like, after, okay, so for phase two, phase two really, you know, phase two is welcome to hell. And it's not that bad. It can be. Very. Um, yeah, it, it can be. Um, you know, the whole introduction to Thunderbolt, he sometimes like chains Thunderbolts so many times and it gets annoying. Um, so make sure you bring Nullberries. Make sure, like, have Nullberries, please. Good lord. Um, Charybdis. Another thing about Charybdis. When people are greedy fucking bastards, don't move for... Like, I gave up greed. I gave up greed a long time ago, and I will move my Charybdis out. But when you, like, you are in the middle of something, especially Insect Blade, who are oh, you know, so aerial, and they can't stop doing whatever the fuck they're doing, and you notice it on them, like, please move. No, like, just come down and move. No, okay, okay, all right, thanks. Thanks. Thank you. 
Well, so I've actually never played Insectclave outside of like the little tutorial mission until this event mm -hmm. when I got the the Dragoon Spear. Mm -hmm. And I tried it, yeah. and when he's casting Charybdis, the indicator for it's on the ground, and if you're in the air, you need to look directly at the ground or land in order That's to see it. Yeah. And see, I'm right there in the thick of it. I see something. I move, and I notice, oh, it's not me. Who the oh. Yeah, you're like, uh-oh. Oh, uh -oh. <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> you want to come down there, bud? No? Okay. All right. I'd say almost the bigger issue is is more so that after a, after a few hours, people had this trust that everybody understood you could flash pod Charybdis. So if a yeah. if someone who's doing their is in, using their insect glaives in the air already, they're like, well, I obviously am not going to be the person to do it, but somebody will do it. No, no, no. I gave that trust up a long fucking time ago. I started running instinctively to the wall. If they get it, good. I'll just run back. If not, you know, it's already there. It's out the way. That's what I got used to. I got used to bringing 10 flash bugs with me and and have, making sure I had three flash pods on. And I was like, I don't care if it's starting mm -hmm. to me, somebody else. I'm walking away. I'm flashing and then I'm going back. I'm just not. I can't take this thing. The worst part is as soon as you walk into phases two and four, the first thing mm -hmm. he does is a Charybdis. And if the person who gets it either A, doesn't flash him or B, isn't paying attention, they literally block off the entrance to the arena. You either have to go all the way around to get back mm -hmm. to him or like go to a camp or something or you're just like fuck me right because sometimes there's only one way in like if if these right. his fourth camps only have one way in and someone's just like here you go good luck good luck have and fun. and then people and then he starts doing meteors on three targets and people are like oh it's targeting that guy i'm not gonna get <laughs> that's that's what happens when they get clapped they just just hand on the desk now, I didn't even mention this because I don't know if this has happened to you, but in second phase, you know, when he starts actually dropping comments and, you know, does that shit. Now, if you kind of, if somebody kind of dies and they dilly dally a bit and they're like running through the first area, he can drop a comment in the first area, meaning you would have to run through hell and half of Georgia just to get to that one comment if he doesn't have any comments in the current area he is, and you're kind of screwed. So it's like, you're waiting on Ecliptic, where are you going to go? Back to the other area where the comet is. And, yeah. Sly, that's, that happens. that's not ultimate screwed. Ultimate screwed is you die bef the second before he starts casting Ecliptic to like the very last act, you get carted back, and Ecliptic hits and the then whole map, and you're in base, you're like, go to the tent! Go to the tent! <laughs> yep. I, and that's why I do if I die and I see like the cast, I'm like, okay, I'll just stay in the tent. That's fine. Yeah. I, I at least try to make it to the tent in time. The only two things strong enough to stop a meteor are comets and a tent. And tent. Exactly. So oh. after second phase, this is where it kind of can split. And like there's what I like to call the safe route. And then the environmental hazard route, like you kept, like I kept watching your streams. You got the, you got Teostra's route, a lot. The one with all the lava, yeah, a lot. And I'm like, how the fuck am I not getting this? Like we're getting Nergigante's route, and we're fine. We don't have to deal with any hazards. We don't have to bring cool drinks. I rarely bought a fucking cool drink. I always just There's what no I always do is if I don't have cool drinks, I just grab them out of the the box from no. when you mm -hmm. zone into Elder's Recess. I haven't made a cool drink in in ever. Yeah, it's been it's been a while, but I have them. 
but I know they're in the cool and they're in the um, you know, the quest box. But yeah, I never had to bring one because we never went that way with the exception of one time. And I'm like, this is fucking weird. Why is he going this way? This fucking sucks. I have to go back and get a fucking cool. Oh no, we didn't because we had a mushroom mentor. But yeah, like the fact that we had to have cool drinks and shit, and that that area is just the worst with everything that's already going on with the behemoth and then lava and you know heat i i hated that area I, yeah i kind of felt bad for you everybody said it was like dps related like apparently if you break certain parts before he goes into the third that third phase uh mm -hmm. it helps eliminate the odds of you going down there uh yep. so it made sense that we were kind of going down there because we had a lot of really rough anytime we had a rough phase two that didn't really go as planned. Mm -hmm. Like we maybe we don't get a mount, or maybe you know we don't get rid don't of break. enough charybdises, or I don't know, just mm -hmm. lower lower DPS, or we just don't break the horns or whatever it was. Um, at least I would say at least break the tail. I think a tail break is a guarantee that you're probably not going to go down there. Yeah, I, I always when I was insect glaive, I would just try to jump at the tail constantly. Although insect glaive gets risky yeah. if he if he smacks you down on insect glaive, you're staying on the ground. It ain't. It ain't good news. Yep. It ain't good news. Um, but yeah, dude, going down to the fire arena was just terrible. I sometimes I'd like it because sometimes I can at least get the because I'm I was mostly a hammer user, so I like to do slide mm -hmm. and slide and spin jump. That's one of my favorite things to do, and I can do that in like two locations there. But when if you take me to the Gigante room with a hammer, I am going to ruin that behemoth. <laughs> Exactly. It, you have so many options in the Nergigante room. I love the Nergigante room. Um, it's small area. It's it's they're both equally equal in size. I think both Teostras and Nergigante. Yeah, except one doesn't have lava on the ground. One doesn't have lava on the ground. The other one is one plane. Yeah, Teostras is one plane, whereas you still have the little kind of elevated section of Nergigante where you can like leap off and still get mounts and everything. But yeah, that was I, I love Nergigante's room. Good lord. That's my favorite room to fight. When I when I fought Nergigante, all all it was for me was slide down just like hundreds of damage mm -hmm. every slide. And then you don't even have to slide. Oh, I'd love it. Love it with the hammer at the very least. I'm a hammer bro. I'm a hammer bro through and through. Although the dude, that insect glaive, I hadn't played it and I was like, I like this. This is fun. This is good stuff. I like it. I still wanna I still kinda wanna try Sword and Shield at some point. Sword and Shield is my second favorite when I tried all the weapons back uh back in the beta it's my personal favorite yeah. at the very least um and then the fourth phase he's just hyper aggressive but man what happens so often you're like all right phase one done phase two all right that was a good one phase three nice couldn't possibly lose this one again okay here's something that came up every ecliptic meteor and i say this to everyone especially fucking insect glaive users one comment on the ground, okay. Shit's about to get real. Two comments, yeah. All right, it's getting a little bit real. Three, don't make any fucking plans. Don't be in the air. Do not go off and make a sandwich. Don't pour a beer. Don't make any fucking plans. Because more often than not, I've seen people like die because they're doing mid-air combos and everything on Insect Glaive, and he's doing ecliptic, and they're like still in the middle of the air. I'm like, you kind of have to get down. You might want to get down. And then... Like, even more with Ecliptics, a lot of people, including myself, I will go ahead and say myself, 
we try to slick dick a fucking comic. Like, we will get there last second. And a good 70% of the time, we're safe. But there are times that we're not safe. Yeah, it's hard to slick dick. The very first time we killed him for me. So what had happened is the comet got dropped in the in the Nergigante final room. You know how there's the mm-hmm. cliff? It got yep. dropped against the wall of the cliff and then the comet. Uh, However, we learned that the comet is a pillar in terms of line of sight. So we had to stand mm-hmm. on the higher level, which is technically almost above the pillar. I think it's like your ankle height. And we survived it. Mm-hmm. It worked. Nice. It worked. That was our first kill when we when we uh, when we did it that way. So it, uh, we learned it worked. But we we failed to mention one of the most important details about ecliptic meteor is that sometimes you don't need a comet. Just get good. Just prove to me that you played dragoon in fourteen. That's it. Fucking hate beam strats. So what we're talking about is one of the gestures you get as part of the event. You get it. Um, before the repel mission, even uh, it's the Final Fantasy fourteen Dragoon jump slash. Hey, we deleted the skill and put it in Monster Hunter instead of uh, of Ring of Thorns. You jump into the air and you land and you do Ring of Thorns. Um, when you go to do the Ecliptic Meteor, another thing we failed to mention is all everything gets disabled pretty much. Um, you can't use things like uh, the far the potions, the potions Farcaster mm-hmm. mantle. Like you can't use any of that stuff to just cheese it. However, the jump becomes i think i think it changes to ecliptic ecliptic jump if you do it at the right time and uh, Mm -hmm. basically right as the meteor starts falling out of the sky like visually if you press the jump button if it's timed just right i don't know how many frames it is um you dodge the meteor and you actually home in on behemoth's head and if you actually hit him it does like it does damage based on your your actual weapons total damage and build or whatever it is so you can technically use the jump emote to dodge the meteor altogether yeah i've done it a few times good for you i don't like beam strats it is a gesture like i know what where's the no, shoryuken where's where's where's, I... the, where's the hadouken strats only hadouken yeah, the death yeah, yeah. I I hate trying. And people say slide, try to jump. Like, no. So no. To be fair, I never stood in the deliberate. I would I would get behind the meteor and then do the jump. I would never just be like, okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna prove I'm the shit here and try to do it without going. No, like, no, no. People try to like. People are like, they'll. It's not even that they try to slick dick it. They're just so far out. They have no chance. And actually getting to a meteor, so their only hope is to jump. And um, it's trying it for the first time is a little bit, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No. I just like to do it for the sake of getting the timing right, because if I'm not behind the comet, I have no trust in myself I'm going to get the timing. Half the time I'm not behind the comet, you know what ends up happening? I'm panicking trying to do it because I know it won't make it to the comet. I forget to... I put, forget to... Put my weapon away, and then I'm like, why isn't it? Oh, I forgot to sheath my weapon. Oops. <laughs> mm-hmm. But otherwise, yeah. It was a it was a great it was a great implementation. And the extreme version will be out on August 24th. Yeah. So Behemoth Extreme. What do you think is gonna be different about Extreme? You have to use jump? No comets? <laughs> oh fuck. No, no, no. <laughs> fuck no. 
<laughs> no, hard no, hard no. Um, a lot of one-shot abilities. Like, everything you would expect out of a art-tempered, that's basically um, extreme behemoth. I'm thinking flash pods won't work on Charybdis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot of, yeah, think, because it was hard to um, flash pod any art-tempered. No, yeah. no, no. You could flash pod. You could flash pod a AT Val, and that was kind of a key mechanic. So it still might work. Um, I'm thinking um, maybe no castle. Chat saying one comet per room. The last room only gets two comets. Although half the time I only end up with one. Somebody destroys oh, it every God. time. No, no, no. Okay, they destroy it. They destroy it by positioning. Meaning, like I always say that. You know, he's always on top of the comet. Whoever has him, either if there's no there's aggro or no aggro, somebody has him. And his dick is like right on top of the comet. So I always tell people that he's gonna fuck that comet out of existence. Yep, he fucked the comet out of existence. Good job. We have no comets. Great. Thanks. Thanks, Dodge. You know, it'd be awesome. Imagine. I, I wonder if anyone's even tried this. I wonder if there's a maximum range on the jump. I wonder if you were to be like on the other side of the map when Ecliptic Meteor comes out, and mm -hmm. if you still manage to time the jump, like by some miracle, I would jump across the map. <laughs> Just land on. You would have the count. Even have the count. I think you would have the count. Like the time the cash shows up on your side of your bar, and and then like you would have to have a good memory memory of how long it is after the cash shows up. If you do, you can. But I'm no. I just want to know if it'll I just want to know if it'll home in on this. <laughs> Cause when you do it near him, it homes in on him. So I imagine mm -hmm. just you just jump across. Dude, that would be the ultimate dragoon jump. That like you just jump from anywhere in the map and then just come right back to Behemoth and all your friends. Exactly. Yeah. Sure. You jump from the first camp to the fourth camp. <laughs> Regardless of where the fourth camp is. That's that's a that's an Astinian jump right there. That's what I call that. That's the Astinian jump where he just that's how he gets around. He just travels by jumping all over the place. Yep. Uh good old Astinian. Uh overall, it was it was really I'm I'm planning on playing the Behemoth. It almost makes me want to buy the PC version of Monster Hunter World, but I really don't like the idea of grinding another hundred plus hunter ranks and also it doesn't look like it's optimized all that well for PC. Yep. So yep. yeah. Hey, GU, August twenty eighth, the day that everything else happens. Everything else. Yeah. What's everything else on the twenty eighth? I mean, you're gonna be at PAX and Kiwami two comes out, even though I haven't finished Yakuza Zero and what else is around that time? Um, just a bunch. I of mean, shit. September is where the real shit show begins. But if you for the twenty eighth, if you have if you're playing either of those. It adds to the to the ridiculousness of, you know, how busy you'll be. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was, that's the Behemoth event. That's kind of the overview of it. And by the way, the armor is a reward. Amazing armor in terms of, you know, the fact that it's Dragoon armor, but also in terms of stuff. If you're looking for a high crit affinity build, it's pretty solid. It's a high crit affinity build. Mainly for IG. Yeah. Oh, 100%. If you're not using IG, because yeah. you lose the passives. The passives give you uh, bonus elemental damage in the air, and uh, well, mm -hmm. when jumping. 
and uh, they make it so that your crits never cost you, uh, they never cost you sharpness. On top of that, I think you have, like, critical eye six and, like, critical boost plus, like, a bunch of attack. I ended up trading out the boots for uh, death stench boots and then going with a handicraft, mm -hmm. a handicraft uh, charm plus uh, speed sharpening and uh, polish. So I could have the perma white sharpness on it. That insect glaive, it's fucking hard. It's ridiculous how hard that thing hits. Even just for like the basic combo. Yeah. Just do a hundred percent affinity build and just go to town. Oof. It's, I'll say this. It's it's definitely not a great sword build. No, I mean if I you like, once I'm you lose the passives, like but you can still technically grab some of the pieces if you need for other builds. Like you can like mix them in without yeah. doing the full set bonus. Yeah, you can definitely do a mix set. Yeah. I gotta, like, kind of play Tetris with it, see where it's gonna fit. I don't know. Yeah. I'll see. I enjoyed it. And uh, Midgard's yeah. Armor Kinsect. Uh, low heal level? Only level 1 heal, but at least when it's upgraded, it's got 14 in the other three categories. 14 power, 14 speed, 14 uh, element. Mm -hmm. So, pretty good. Pretty good. 15's the max, right? Please so. I think so, yeah. 15 is the max. Yeah. Yeah, so it's pretty good. I like it. I like it. So, uh, yeah, 14. Oh, I get it. It's got 14. Oh, like Final Fantasy 14. I think that on purpose. No. Hard no. <laughs> Hard no. Why not, Slut? No. They did that on purpose. No, they didn't. <laughs> they totally did. Sure, let's believe that. I, be I do. I'll believe it. I'm, in my head, that's, that's now my head canon, is that that was on purpose for the collaboration. Alright, so that's for the Monster Hunter World side of things. Now we have to move to today. Today's patch 4.36, Final Fantasy XIV. We got Rathalos uh, as an 8-man normal mode and a 4-man extreme. And we have the first day of the second portion of Eureka in that of Pagos. So which one do you want to start with? Do you want to jump into Monster Hunter first? Or do you want to get Pagos out of the way? Uh, Monster Hunter, I've known a lot of Pagos, so that would be mainly you because you're you're 24. I'm 21. I got the first um, I got the first uh, Aetherite in uh, Pagos, so that was it. I just took a nap. So yeah, that's mainly you. So we can start with Rathalos. All right, all right. We'll we'll do that. I guess it kind of draws parallels to the Behemoth anyway. So uh, before we mm -hmm. kind of discuss the event in its entirety, including all the rewards, uh, overall, give me your overall. Me. Me? Alright. I'll allow you to elaborate. Um it just didn't feel as as epic as Behemoth in the world. I understand. Two completely different games, two completely different styles. But like the minute I'm in in the eight man and um like just going through the motions, like I can like it's a monster hunter fight. I get it. But it didn't really feel like a Monster Hunter fight. It just felt like business as usual for all of us. And just like another trial. And like there are different mechanics to it. Like, there's no aggro. There are a few fights that haven't had an aggro table in, in um, 14. So it's pretty used to that anyway. Um, it just didn't, just didn't have that feel to me. I, like the minute I get in, I'm like, yeah. Monster Hunter got the better end of the stick on this one. And what about uh, Extreme? Because you talk about the eight-man normal, so then you got to move over to the Extreme. Um, now, as far as I can see, 
it is still only four man, right? Yes. Absolutely four man. You cannot go with any less. You cannot go with less, and you, in fact, can it's, you cannot solo it. You you literally can't. So that yeah, throw, yeah. Throw mechanically that you cannot. Yeah, you yeah. can't solo it. They did say one to four, and we were kind of I, I was kind of like a little bit miffed about that. Uh, but once you see the mechanics, I understand why. Like, yeah, you really can't do this solo. Nope, it, it's impossible. Um, pretty much the same thing. Really, honestly, I felt I felt like normal and extreme were pretty much the same fight. Just hits harder and less carts. That's it. Well, carts total. The first one I don't think has carts. Period. It just does also. Yeah, do, it yeah. also doesn't have auto resing in the first part. I don't think. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. My uh, my general thoughts. So I I have somewhat similar feelings, but I think overall for our first real extreme trial for a four man, it was very very well put together. I had a lot of fun doing Rathalos mm-hmm. and getting through the encounter itself. Um, I think the biggest parallel that I drew is that. Uh, when you add something into Monster Hunter, there's sort of like a minimum expectation in terms of the way encounters go in that game. If something kind of isn't capable of doing what Behemoth does, you know, I'm throwing all those mechanics aside, you know, most people just kind of YOLO'd him and didn't bother worrying about enmity. They just would flashbot, bring lots of potions, um, you know, or just, you know, bring a, an HBG and LBGs and just ruin his day with cluster bombs on the HBG. Like, you know, like Darkseid does with everything. Like, hmm, boss people say is hard, huh? Hey, how many HP? All of them? Got it. Pfft. Let's ruin his day. Let's ruin, ruin his day. Uh, yeah, you could do that. And there's almost like the, uh, but for the average player, there's like a minimum expectation of the way a fight's going to go there. For Final Fantasy XIV, I feel like concepts that are in other MMOs more readily mm-hmm. are adapted to in a game like an MMO, especially a tab target one, than Tab target MMOs translate to games that aren't otherwise that way. Like Monster Hunter is not a game where people are used to aggro tables, not used to these cast bars. They're not used to, you know, utilizing like they're used to using flashbots to interrupt things. But with Charybdis and with, you know, the way it interacts with the aggro, it's just they don't translate very well to the average player. You know, the way that the content's intended to be done versus the way that the people who play that game look at it. When we look at Rathalos, I mean, there's a reason why people said, oh, no aggro table. Stone Vigil Hard Mode. That was the first place because we had a parallel to draw. Um, you know, only being able to heal with potions. Okay, that's that's a pretty that's that's a pretty direct call, but that's not like that's not such like an, an, an you know, like a, an incomprehensible thing that it's like, oh, I can only heal with potions. Oh, like it's still like, oh, well then that's my heal option for this, you know? Yeah. You know, dodging attacks, you know, that's in any combat game, that's that's a given. Mounting, you know, we have a means of doing that. We have active time events, you know. They're all ideas that translate very smoothly into an MMO, but the mm-hmm. return doesn't necessarily do the same. So I think it's a mix of, of those two things. Also, the way armor scales, okay. the way the average expected combat is meant to go. There's, it is so vast and different. I think that's what gives Behemoth that grander, that grander scale in Monster Hunter, I also think that Monster Hunter is designed to give things massive scale like that. Even just the camera angle being so close up to you so you can kind of appreciate the scale of the monsters that you're fighting uh, adds a lot of that sort of epic feel that you mentioned earlier. So mm-hmm. I think for what it is being put in a 14, it's as I would have expected or as good as I would have expected. And I think they did a great job with it. But I do agree that just naturally with the way the games work, 
and the way Monster Hunter is meant to wow you, I it was all I thought it was always gonna win, no matter what. From the second they revealed it, I knew Monster Hunter was gonna win in terms of comparing the two games. Yep. So that being said, now we should probably talk about the fight, the rewards itself. Now that we've gotten our overall. So when it starts, right. you're introduced to the story, you're introduced to a hunter who you have no fucking idea who he is, you're introduced to a smithy who you wonder why he needs to do squats too. And it starts off with gains. It's it gains, can't complain. It starts off with this comedic effort that is almost befitting of like Hildebrand, in a sense. Yeah. Um and then you meet the Palico, Palico has his own involvement with you, and then you go and you kill Rathalos and the A Man fight was fine. Some some surprises yeah. popped up there. Um mm-hmm. but shouldn't really give anyone any trouble, per se. Uh, I don't know if you had a bunch of people die to not standing behind the gorilla in your group. Uh, first time, I, I really didn't even notice it because I didn't notice it because I was on top of the um, the Rathalos. And then once I got down, I'm like, okay, I'm down now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, first time, that's fine. It's every time after that. BX, and I'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> I'll get to that. Yeah, in normal <laughs> mode, you just kind of start getting an idea for what his, what his attacks are. But it also, yeah. I, I went in with this expectation that I guess composition wouldn't really matter, and I then I didn't mm-hmm. feel I didn't feel that way at the end of either normal or at the end of normal extreme. I was like, okay, there is definitely better ways to do this comp. than standard comp. Yeah. But that I, it is still mm-hmm. want a tank, want a healer, or wants or want people who can who can at least look after others. To some degree, a red mage can can pretty much do the job for just in terms of health in the first phase. They can't really do the job that well in the second phase. Um, and I started seeing merits and demerits for everything, even in normal. But it was just mm-hmm. it was just hilarious watching people get murdered by poison claw and fireballs and and all that stuff. Now, let me ask you this. Um, it might have been a while since you've done um, Rathalos and World consistently done Rathalos on Generations every Sunday. Um, do you feel like you had a leg up knowing his kind of moveset, which is a simplified moveset. I thought his moveset from Monster Hunter just got here and just got like half the shit you really don't even see. It's really simple. There's only one attack I really thought I didn't see, and that was probably the t- where he does like the, the 180 flip with the tail. Oh, he does that all the time in the world, though. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. That's the one attack I didn't see in, in 14. Oh. That's, like, the only attack that really comes to mind that I didn't see. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think I did because it still came down to how am I going to recognize uh, his attacks in this game. I'm going to recognize them the same way I recognize any other monster in Final Fantasy 14. Right. You know, we've had to look right. for things like animations before. It's, it's not... The first time we've been introduced to that concept. And that's, again, with this whole, mm-hmm. like, we've already kind of been prepared from an MMO standpoint for Rathalos better than people in Monster Hunter were prepared for the behemoth mechanics in particular. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, I mean, if his head's doing this, I'm going to assume he's going to go like that. You know, if his tail's up in yeah. the air to the right, I'm going to assume he's going to swing to the left. I just picked up mm-hmm. on those, pretty much. I didn't, yeah. it didn't really... I don't feel like playing Monster Hunter gave me advantage. The only attack that I felt like I had somewhat of an advantage on was Poison Claw, because Poison Claw is bullshit in both games, and mm-hmm. and that didn't change. I feel because I saw him. I saw him 
wind back and I'm like, oh shit. I know exactly what attack that is. Yeah, for uh, melee, like any melee character, I feel like your best bet is just to stay on his left side. That's it. You will not take any damage if, as long as you don't he you don't get trampled or anything. If you're on his left side when he does the tail swipe, the 180 tail swipe, you won't take so, any damage. True story, like, that's a donut AoE. So you can actually stand in his hitbox for it. Oh, really? Yeah. It's iffy. It's iffy, though. I've tried that. I was like, okay, let me stay in this there because he... And, um, you know, because he's... So it big. only works the for the is, 180. It doesn't work for any of the... I don't think it works for any of the other ones. No, it, no, no. Anything else, yeah. It's fucking stupid. But for the 180, I tried it, and I'm like, okay, I should be safe, right? Nope. He's just so fucking fat. That's it. He, he's big. He's a pretty big boy. I, I tried. I mean, he's a big boy. Yeah, gotta, it'll probably work. You're probably right, but yeah, you gotta be bad. you gotta be pretty deep in his hitbox for it. Because if you're like on the edge of the hitbox, it's like the AOE for it's like it like goes about halfway into his hitbox, kind of. Mm-hmm. So you gotta be like you gotta be pretty pretty up in there. And see, I didn't even I didn't even know it was a donut because every time I would like because it always goes the same way. He doesn't like do the tail swipe the other. Direction. He doesn't it's go back the, the way direction. he came. He always does a full. He does mm-hmm. one and then he finishes the 360 and goes the other way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, like, again, I go instinctively to his left side, not gotten hit, hit once at all. I, you know, I found generally dodging to my right and there, his left. I found that worked for me perfectly. Even for yeah. Poison Claw, I felt like I died to Poison Claw every time I t- tried to dodge to the left. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's probably just superstition because it's probably just a box AOE that goes forward, but that's how it felt to me. Every time I tried dodging left, the Poison Claw would fuck my day. And every time I dodged right, I didn't have a problem. So, probably just probably not actually the case. It just feels that way to me. Everyone mm-hmm. has it. I had this discussion during Ultima. Sometimes you're just you're a dodge. You're a dodge right or you're a dodge lefter. And my chat's bringing it up. When I was I had to get used to dodging left in ultima for one of the mechanics and i dodge everything to the right i'm one of those people i will dodge every mechanic to the right unless it's like i can't dodge that way if it's just don't be where you were though i'll always do it i had to say to myself my name is mister and i always dodge to the right and then i started accidentally holding left click when i was trying to rotate my camera instead of right click so i would actually like run in the wrong direction so i had to start making phrases for myself during ultima my name is Mr. Because so I had to say my name is Mr. Because our bard's name is Happy also. So they're Happy and I'm Mr. Mm-hmm. So I'd say I am Mr. Then I dodge the way that I click because I have to right click to pan the camera without and move and rotate my character. So I just, I'm a dodge rider. I'm a dodge lefter. I had to tell myself I dodge. I dodge left. It was just it was a whole mishmash of things that were so different. So I'm just a I'm a dodge. I'm a dodge rider, but I had to become a dodge lefter. And I feel like for this, if you're a dodge lefter, in my own personal opinion, you're worse off. It's probably not true, but that's how I feel. It's just superstition, but that's how I feel. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Just don't don't hurt me. Um, so yeah, uh, going through normal was pretty quick. Um, breaking the tail does a ton of damage and uh, is, I think, required. Not really required to beat the fight, but you don't Not want really it. required, but... Yeah, Actually, no, like, it is, because you, you're, you're not going to kill him without breaking the tail. Because you can't DPS him when he's down until you kill the tail. So you'd have to kill him while he's in the air the whole time. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So you could theoretically like, then, do like, it, the, but... I've heard there is an enrage. 
So I don't know if there is. I I just assume that running out of potions is a soft enrage. I never I never survived long enough to a hard enrage. Yeah. Either run out of potions or ha- not have any space on the ground. Oh no, they're saying he actually is targetable when the tail's there. I guess I always tab target. It just goes to the tail first because you're intended. Because I I always, I always tab target there. Actually, that's good to know. All right, so yeah, I'm seeing in a- chat there is an enrage. Okay. I assume he just flies away and does the same AOE from uh, mm-hmm. from the Garula phase, Four. except you don't have something to block it. He flies away a second time. Great. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I need Great. a timer on that. I need a timer on that because I never it never took us that long, so we never saw it. Uh, and then the air phase. The air phase is nice. The air phase is the better phase of the two, I feel. He has less yeah. attacks, but he is way more deadly there. Mm-hmm. Stuns, fireballs, stack markers. The stack marker honestly ended up being the most troublesome mechanic in in yeah. extreme at the very least. Because that's it forces you to burn through potions. And it really makes me like Scholar. Anything that can get rid of <laughs> dots. And Scholar, Selene is the king of that. Or the queen. I've oh, really oh, people lost actually Scholar. people actually use Asuna and oh, okay. oh it sounds like you've had some different experiences to me. Alright. Yeah, Bard. They, they actually with, know that bo- Yeah. Yeah. Bard with Warden's Keen. What- really good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like anything that gets rid of those dots is so I thought maybe like Monster Hunter, maybe you could sprint to get rid of the burn, like as opposed to dodge no. rolling. Yeah, 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 you roll, but no, no, it's just there. And you, you you're dependent on someone else to get rid of it. And like it's about a minute or so after the 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 first fight, like the first three fireballs, and you're still stuck with three, you know, stacks of uh, burn. Like, why hasn't it been like this been a four K damage a tick? And then you're like, <sighs> yeah, like you're you're burning through potions. Why haven't hasn't this been assumed yet? Like early, like first phase, I can give a fuck about. I live through that shit. I'm not I'm not gonna um not gonna burn a potion for it. I get low, I might burn a potion, but I'm not going to burn a potion for it. But second phase, I need you. Please, dear Lord, Isuna the burn off. We cannot survive. When you ask, why did he die? He got hit by nothing. You did not Isuna. I got to say, it's really weird being in that last phase, not being able to heal and still feeling like I have the most important thing to do. Yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty much how it felt because I was a healer for most of the runs, and then I sw- I I knew I was my my DPS on monk. I was like, I know my DPS on monk is gonna help us kill this a lot faster. So somebody who was mm-hmm. who played healer a little more, uh, they swapped to healer, and I went monk. And uh, was my f- I didn't think melee was that bad on that fight, no. honestly. No. Um, after having watched it and then playing it on monk, it took two pulls when I switched to monk to actually like get the kill itself and uh yeah it was it was weird the last phase and i scholar was weird because i really like Celine, but then instead of having shields for people you only have you have sacred soil and indom and you can't i'm not sorry you can't use indoms it was weird i had a hard time figuring out which of the healers i wanted to play hmm. um but i feel like scholar was the one i would probably land on given almost any opportunity Celine is just it's too good having an instant full cleanse on everybody once a minute for that last phase. Yep. And then you can always individual cleanse if, you know, he goes into two fireballs back to back or two fireball phases like close together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, and then going into extreme, there's not really too much that's different about the fight. It's just a lot more damage. Uh, the ads, boy. 
the ad. One thing, the well, yeah, you're talking about the gorilla or the the gorilla is the big gorilla is the one I'm talking about. What you got to say? Okay. Um, one thing I will say I didn't like was the fact that Rathalos can damage ads. You can bait, and he can damage the ads. Every attack he does can damage the ads. Yeah, as long as they're like in a good setup. Yeah, I love that. But Gorilla. Uh, oh boy. What you got to say? What you got to say? I did not expect the people to hit that hard. <laughs> I saw a few. I was like, oh, you know, they said you could go any composition to this you want. And then upheaval hit the tank for 40k without any cooldowns. So I was like, so you need I've had some runs where, <laughs> yeah, I've had some runs where um, I'm, I'm pretty much always the one that mounts. I'm always the Giggity. one that mounts. And how you doing? And um, I'm noticing what's going on down on the ground. And there were at least two times where, you know, everybody, like, either everybody died or all the DPS, like, the tank and the other DPS died. And it was just a healer doing DPS and he couldn't make it. Like, I was like, wow, what, what's really going on down there? I, I have not seen yet what goes on now. What goes on? So... Yeah, tell me what, like, what? I mean, I know the gorilla does some, you know, does he have an AOE or is it just, you know, upheavals? And he has, he has a room wide AOE also. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's what I thought. So the, basically, what the mount is, the mount is kind of reminiscent to, um, world in the fact that, you know, how you are when you're, whenever you're on every you mount monster and they kind of, you know, do some wacky shit, it takes away from your stamina. This just continually depletes your um, HP as you're mounted. So you yeah. have to have heals. And I think somebody missed that one time. It was like, okay, I, I'm not getting healed. I'm about to die. You're about to lose this. And yeah, we did. Yep. And then the Gorilla is also a DPS check. You have 25 seconds of mount mm -hmm. time before uh, the Gorilla just runs away outright. And then you don't have a dead corpse to block the fire. Messed up as that sounds. Dots did get it one time. As time ran out and it was running away, Dots did get it. Yeah, he doesn't go so invulnerable. So yeah, if if you can get yeah. him before he actually exits the arena, then yeah. you're okay. But that's that gorilla was dude. That gorilla was scary. <laughs> I was because I did that as healer and I did it as monk. But when I was the monk, I was actually riding. Uh, I was the one who mounted Rathalos for that mm -hmm. one. And uh, when I was doing, you're on the mount. You're just like. Please, please. I can't do anything else. I'm just pressing spacebar over no. and over again. Please. No. Come on. I wish, I wish during the mount phase they gave us a knife that did one damage over and over again. That would be nice. Just it does. It's just just stab, 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 stab. Like it's like, why do you have this knife? The palico threw me the knife. I don't know. Magic. Palico can't even participate because of the rule of five. I know, right? If we do get it told to where it can be one man, can we get the Palico? Yeah, just make sure you do it two people in the Palico. No, they don't want to yeah. design the AI for the Palico. I don't want to trust the AI for the Palico. If he can bring me, no. if he can bring me fucking Vigor Wasps over and over again, maybe. <laughs> you yeah. can only be healed with Mega Potions and Vigor Wasp Spray. Yep. Sure, then maybe I'll be okay with the idea. Or he can Plunder Blade so I don't actually have to kill the fight. <laughs> Right. It could just get Rathalos scale plus for me.
Yeah. So But you would have to get you would have to clear the fight to get the scales. No, no. It's plunderblade. Yeah. It's plunderblade it. That's it. It's plunderblade it. It'll be alright. Uh yeah, man. Going through I, I had a lot of fun. I was I was expecting it. I was expecting to enjoy it. I was really happy. And the big thing when I saw this fight was I was like, I hope they are not afraid of doing more difficult four-man stuff. Because I think at this point they've kind of got the I think the Monster Hunter recipe for it is a decent one. I don't think you need to have the no aggro table mm-hmm. thing, but I think having mm-hmm. the auto revive and you know a number of KOs or at least a limited number of auto revives helps eliminate some of their concern with oh the healer died so that's it the fight's over, which is the main reason right. why they said they didn't want to do this anymore. They didn't want to do four-man extreme stuff. And I hope they they feel motivated or they, or they get good feedback and that it ends up being something that they can look for. Because having more content available to smaller groups is something we've wanted for a long time. And right now it's pretty much regular dungeons, Heaven on High, and and Rathalos. I mean, you could technically do maps with four people, but most people would try to avoid that because it makes it you know take longer. Mm-hmm. So I hope that they they look at this and they take what worked or what can work and other things and they say, you know what, we can we can do more with this. I hope so too. Yeah. And not just on a Monster Hunter front. Yeah, like more content per se. Um, yeah, I would look, I would love more Monster Hunter content. And, you know, people have already, yeah, yeah. What, what's your idea? Go ahead. And you say know it. the question I'm going to ask, don't you, Sly? What is it? If they were to do the collaboration all over again, one monster for a Monster Hunter, one monster for 14, go. You can pick one that I let's let's just you know what let's limit it to world since it is a world collaboration. Let's limit it to world. Don't take don't take one from don't no don't take one from GU. Don't take one from GU. Don't take one from the other ones. Let's stick to world since the collaboration is world, not Monster Hunter GU. Uh, if you're limiting to me to world, yeah, I. I wouldn't say Nerd Gigante because Nerd Gigante would piss people the fuck. Um, you know what? Pickle. Double Joker. See, I'm I'm torn because my my Monster Hunter role experience wants to say Kieran, but Ixion pretty much does what Kieran does, so I don't think it would be as exciting in fourteen. Kieran does it. Kieran wears it better, honestly. I think. Again, I feel like that's mostly just because Monster Hunter. You're not as you're not as well equipped to dodge Kieran's lightning bolts in Monster Hunter because you have to commit right. to it. Because that's I guess the biggest difference is in Monster Hunter when you commit to an attack, you're pretty much committing to not avoiding an attack at the same right. time, unless your attack naturally avoids like an insect glaive or something. In fourteen, you're never making that decision. You're attacking and avoiding at the same time. So I feel like that's what kind of makes the whole Kieran like makes Kieran feel like more of a threat than Ixion. Um. I guess for, I was gonna say for a, I'm sorry, I was gonna say for a close second, basil geese. See, the only the only thoughts I have for him is he's just gonna drop testicle pods everywhere. They're just gonna explode all the time. <laughs> yep, like that's the only thing I affiliate with him, and I don't think that's very interesting. So and no, he has a don't don't forget the dive bomb. I mean, He'll he dive right bombs. In. He he blazes testicle bombs everywhere, and then dive bombs. That's what he does. He does it. He yeah. just flies over twice, then he dive bombs. Um, right. I feel like I when I look at the, I feel like Tio Luna is kind of like something I feel like would be better because I feel like 
they're, they're hyper aggressive. Like Tio and Luna for me are way more so, hyper aggressive. Together, I would like them together, but I would take one or the other because they're they're because you know they're relatable. Obviously, Luna would be the worst of the two, but um, obviously they also have the shared attack. When I think of Monster Hunter World, they have the dual the duo attack that I always think of. Oh yeah, the sex, the explosive yeah. sex. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's that's Great. I kind of think. One or the other. Those are those are kind of like the one that's at the top. If I had to do a close second, I actually would take. Um, I when I think of ones that frustrated me the most, those are the ones that I actually want in fourteen. Kishala frustrates the fuck out of me so much. Like obviously, Ow. well, obviously with flash pods, it it kind of goes away. But I'm I'm thinking AT. flash pods and hunting. Team. I'm thinking at Kishala. Mm. I, I'm I I I dread the idea of at Kushala. I don't really. I do. Not that bad. I do personally. I don't care for regular Kushala because you just flash pod and it's like, haha, goodbye. But AT Kushala, I, I would be my close second. Um, for what 14? This, so what monster from 14 would you put into Monster Hunter, though? I was going to say anything from the Dragon Song War, but it kind of doesn't fit. Like, because I feel like anything from the Dragon Song War would fit. Right at home in Monster Hunter. So I was going to say anything like Nidhogg. Um, I mean, it's at home, but does it really stand out? Like, unless he turns into Nidstinian. <laughs> Which would be really weird, because that's not really a... You know. Yasmat. I mean, Yasmat's not a bad choice. If I, I guess if I were to take, like, I guess a kind of generic dragon-looking thing, I guess Yasmat would probably sit at the top of my list there. Yeah, uh, especially yeah. if he could pick the moth, the the hunters up for the ultimate attack, and you know do the cyclone and everything. Um, mm-hmm. There's a few that I can think of. Um, there's some pretty interesting monsters in 14 altogether. Um, for something that's I guess a little bit less on the super popular scale, I guess corals are kind of one that I think of that really stand out to me. Blaster and the lightning attacks, and I I, mm-hmm. I feel I feel pretty strongly about about corals in general. For uh, right. for Monster Hunter, but also uh, chat brought this one up, and I really like it. Malboros, Malboros is God. I think actually, yeah, Mal- that, that, yeah, I think Malboros would be at the absolute top of my list. Imagine getting hit by Bad Breath and looking at your fucking debuff bar at the top, <laughs> and you had everything on it like flashing, and yeah, yeah, it had suck. Yeah. So Malboros and Corals kind of resonate for me with Monster Hunter. I just feel like they'd be natural fits, in a sense. So that's 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 mine. So yeah, I had to sidetrack. But I feel that. like they should go. I, re- I feel like they should go beyond the basic monsters because I feel like corals and Marlboros are just kind of basic. Obviously, people in want Bahamut. Yeah, but people want Bahamut. I'm like, you can't put Bahamut in there. No, <laughs> that'd be fucked up. No, like I've seen I've seen some people say Finrear. Finrear is a good one. Coral Regina. Like I guess if I was gonna take a coral, Coral Regina is one that stands out kind of uniquely. Yeah. So not a, not a bad yeah. choice. Just slept near, <laughs> only slept near. No Odin, he's just lost. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Uh, second boss of Void Arc. The I guess a, yeah, Cerberus is also a pretty good one. I guess any of the Cerberus mm-hmm. model monsters not a bad idea. There's, mm-hmm. a, I feel like fourteen is a lot to offer Monster Hunter in terms of ideas. Definitely, but Monster Hunter can't just keep adding fourteen bosses or enemies as fucking edit people would lose their shit if it's like yeah we're also gonna add this from 14 and this from 14 be like 
Hello, Zenogre! It's fucking... Uh, what's the one that begins with G? The Elder Dragon? Is it an Elder Dragon? G? No, it's not an Elder Dragon. It's Gore... Not from World. Or, um... Gore... God, I just did it on Sunday, too. Gore, Gore Magala. There you go. Gore Magala. Gore Magala. Also, what was... Yeah. Didn't, didn't, didn't Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite have one of the Elder Dragons in one of the sections of the game? It it was background though. Um, it was from what was it from War? Um, God, I can't remember the whale, the sand whale. Yeah, it was the sand whale. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, I remember that. See, like, yeah. there's so many options. If they, all I'm saying is, if they keep doing, if they were to do more collaboration monsters instead of doing the Monster Hunter like the tried and true, people would start losing their shit. Yeah, that's all. That's the only thing that really. Really comes to mind there. Demon Wall. Oh, God. Demon Wall and Monster. <laughs> that would not work. That would oh, not it would work. work. We'll make it work. No, it wouldn't. Mm -mm. Uh, we'll make it work. You know what you, you, know what you do? You just... Uh, I mean, you could... I mean, obviously, you'd need a hallway to do it in. I don't know if there's anything designed... I, I feel like the Rotten Veil is the only place I could really think of doing that. And just block it off. Yeah, I don't know. Like block it. Yeah. There's a few. There's a few areas in the Rotten Vale that kind of I feel like could work for that because there's all those long like stretches between mm -hmm. the big open areas. So I don't know. It's pretty fun to think about. It's just it. That's the thing. This event made me want more of this event, which I think is the sign of a successful collaboration, whether it's on one side or both. Yeah. So you know what. Uh. One thing, Sly, that we have to acknowledge with Great Hunt Extreme is what is very quickly becoming the popular community strategy. One that I want to try probably tomorrow. And it's the idea that, you know what? If people suck at dodging, why does everyone just play tank? Three tanks. Yeah, three tanks. Why does yeah. everyone just play tank then? They, tanks, tanks are, we always call them blue DPS. Yeah. And three warriors, one scholar is a pretty popular. I mean, three tanks and a scholar in general seems to be popular, but warriors and warriors definitely are the ones people are are levitating or gravitating to the most. And yeah. it's apparently it's it's trivializing a lot of stuff because they can easily survive claws if they get hit. They you don't need to bring the healer in for the stacks for the fireball, so they literally never have to use potions. Um, and mm -hmm. the amount of potions you need to use when you have three tanks stacking it is, you know, it does like nothing when three tanks are all hit by it. You have three uses of Shake It Off. You have Sacred Soil. You have the AoE Cleanse with Scholar. Mm -hmm. You have Inner Release for Burst Phases for when he gets downed. Yeah, and then somebody did three Paladin, or three Warriors, one Paladin. And the Paladin basically acts as the quasi-healer slash. And then they have Divine Veil. They have Wings if they really want to block some damage. You know, they have Invincible. If a Paladin gets targeted by the Fireball, they can just Invincible the Fireballs. Yep. So, and then Dark Knight can also... So, Dark Knight can Soul the Fire with LD and just pot to full health to get rid of Living Dead. Like, the tanks are all so well-equipped for this that tanks are going to be, like, the dominant thing for pugs, it seems. I think that's worth balancing how it went wrong. People point out it's hollowed ground in Final Fantasy XIV. I've played too much Eleven recently. 
They make themselves invincible. <laughs> I fixed it. There you go. There you go. I hope this doesn't lead to a problem. Because I remember the last time that roles started getting not included in content was the Ramu Extreme. And it was the tanks being replaced by Titan Eggy. And Square Enix, was, they, they started making changes that made it so that wasn't the case. I don't know that they'll do that to this one, though. No. Nah. I mean, have they done it to? I mean, yeah, have they done it to anything else? Any other ex? There, I don't think there's ever been anything else that's that's been that's like felt like it's very much removed a role, and in this case, the role's DPS, the most played role in the game. Right. So that's where I it's it's hard to determine whether or not they'll look at that. They'll start looking at what the community does and even think of adjusting it. I wouldn't be surprised if they did for like. Damage. I, the only thing you can really do is make Raffles do less damage. That's the only way you can really do it, and at that point, it's not extreme. So, no. So yeah, I I agree. Don't don't do anything. Don't touch Raffles. He's fine. It, it's just it's it's the people buff. Or people or he needs to do so much damage the tanks can't survive. <laughs> like he, no, he just keeps getting like uh, damage stacks and yeah yeah I, I, no i, love I think i think the other way around that is is his all of his attacks have to do percentage damage percentage max health damage or yeah percentage max health okay. damage that'd be the only okay. other way about removing tanks like if fireballs were always 33 percent of your health and mm -hmm. uh if the charge is always 90 percent of your health and blah 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 that's the only yeah, if it was all darkness damage it was all percentage health damage it's the only other way I could see them changing it and making it even, that would make it even harder to be honest for, yeah. for the average player. So also yeah. Yeah. Oh, you <laughs> yeah. that's right. Forgot about that. Yeah. So LD Talons. Fuck it. I want to try it. I don't think I have enough gear to do four tanks. Let me check right now. I'm still locked mm -hmm. in. But I could do three. I can do three tanks. I'm are not you, in. Are you still? Are you still? No, I'm not still okay. in there. I hit 24. Okay. My, my paladin is 336, 340. Yeah, because I have a diamond weapon, but I don't have any left side. Is the problem? And I don't think I have books to get left side. And it's oh, you know what? If I just want to hit 350, I just go grab Onimo shit. I have thousands of protein crystals. I mean, plus you can get any like all the weapons anyway right now because you know it's unlocked. Well, I have diamond weapons. <laughs> I don't need um, to do that. I have, diamond, I have diamond weapons. Do I have a diamond axe? No, I don't have a diamond axe. That's the, that's the one I don't have. So yeah, I'd, I'd probably go paladin since I actually have the diamond cortana. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's right side also though. I could probably grab some tombstones. Fuck it, I'll just grab crafted gear. Fuck it, I just grab crafted gear. I don't give a shit. Done. All right, but overall, I was happy with the event. Um, by the way, yeah. for the drops, armor looks okay. I've seen some. I've seen some various color dyes that look okay, but it's it's weird that in Monster Hunter they had basically here's copy paste dragoon armor. In fourteen, they were like, no, we're gonna do it not copy paste. To be fair, I don't really like many of the Monster Hunter world sets anyway. I don't. I think most of them are kind of lame. But I actually wanted and like the Rathalos set. The, yeah, I like it. I, yeah, yeah, and also it just would have been more loyal to like what they did on one side of the event and then on the other side of the event. I, I can't right. really like the other events, like the Garo stuff is ripped right from Garo. The yokai mm -hmm. minions are you know 
ripped right from yogurt. They didn't make changes to make them fit more. So it was weird mm-hmm. that they took the approach of, hey, let's do what Aorzean's outlook on Rathlos armor would look like, as opposed to, hey, here's Rathlos armor. It's just I didn't I didn't understand. Give us the Rathalos armor. Yeah. Yeah, Even if even if I don't like the way it looks in world, or I don't really like most of the sets in world, I don't like how they look visually. Um, At least the armor sets, the weapons. I'll take a Valhazak hammer any day. That's a fucking warrior axe. I don't care what anyone says. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I just I don't know. I didn't agree with the approach on the fourteen side of things. Everything else, I hope you got a lot of spare time and and three friends. Good luck. Have fun. So when you beat normal mode, you get a you have to well when you beat both of them, you have to carve a scale from the head and the tail. Uh, on normal mode, both the head and the tail give a, a a normal quality scale. On extreme, the head gives four normal quality scales, and the tail gives a Rathalos scale plus, which is required for things like the uh, the mount, the Poogie minion, the uh, the some of the orchestrian rolls. There's orchestrian rolls from the the normal mode scales as well, as well as diable versions of all the equipment. Uh, it takes fourteen. Pl- uh, scales to get all the armor. It's five mm-hmm. scales for the Poogie, five scales for the Orchestrian Roll, and 50 scales for the Mount. Now, side note, you want to know what I was so surprised about in terms of the carbs? They what? didn't put a time limit up. They didn't put a time limit on the carbs. I was more surprised that they didn't ju- I was more surprised they didn't make the Ruby like a 1% carve, and that's your Mount. <laughs> no. I kind of knew they would lock Mount behind, you know, grind. So, yeah. I'm too shocked about that one. Now, luckily, you don't have to wait to get all those scales. The, a chest actually can drop. It can't contain any of the armor pieces, but it can contain mm-hmm. the mounts, the minions, and the orchestrian. Uh, mounts, the, the mount, the minion, and the orchestrian rolls. So, you can actually get those as a drop, so you don't need to farm the scales for them. But kind of like an extreme primal... If you don't get it in 50 kills, or in this case it's 50 kills instead of 100 kills, which means you're better off than you are with a normal Extreme Primal, um, mm-hmm. that you'll you'll get them out guaranteed after 50 kills. That's the thing. I'm not really worried about 50 Rathalos Extreme kills because it's the same as it is with the Primal. No, no, no. With 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 the with the Primals, it's it's less as a matter of fact. It's less, yeah. So I, I guess it's just when people were looking at the collaboration, they're like, I guess we're almost kind of used to collaborations, either A or events in general being over in an hour. And yeah. that's it. I have everything. Or Yokai Watch. <laughs> and you're like, nope, nope, nope. Hard no. Hard no. This is like, hey, here's this like actual new content we made. Here's a reward structure for it that replicates a reward structure we already use in the form of to- totems and tokens. And people like lost. I saw a lot of people losing their mind. Like 50 kills this is bullshit. I was like, I mean, it can drop at least. You know, you get like a 5% drop rate probably on that now. But it yeah. functions like the primals do. So I don't understand where the disdain is or why there is disdain in the first place. I don't either. I don't get it. And it's permanent. It's not even a temporary event. It's not like Yokai Watch where you had to do all those fates in the time limit. It's like Garo where it's just always there. Yeah. Like, I want to maybe go back one day after I'm done with everything and just, for shits and gigs, try it on different jobs. And I'm still going to do it. I, again, pray and hope that they continue collaborating. 
It'll probably be years before we get another one, but still. Dude, we're never going to get a 15 clap. I'm just, that's the, all I'm just, just going on a tangent. I've just, I'm, we're never going to get it. I'm just, I've, I've resigned to that fact. We're never going to get, we're never going to get a car. I, you know what I just realized? We keep talking about collaboration. What would 15 even get from 14? I just realized that. I didn't even think about that part of the collaboration. I've always just been thinking about the 15 stuff in 14. What the hell would 14 give 15? It's been out for years now at this point. The ring of the Lucy Eye. No, what would 14 give 15? What would 14 give 15? Okay. 15, well, 15 would give 14 the ring of the Lucy Eye. 14 would give 15. And a car. Fourteen would get fifteen. Um, like as far as content or just armor or anything, what could you? I don't know. I mean, what? Brute justice? What? Where did that come from? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm not random, saying I'm not saying first, no, but it was the first random thought I came that came into my head, like. Okay, brute justice. Twitch chat Deer? just Twitch chat just said dragon armor again. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it. Just dragon armor. <laughs> I mean, you already have RNA, but no, fuck it. Just dragon armor for yeah. 50. Oh man, that's pretty funny. Uh, yeah. yeah, I never even thought of that till right now. I don't even know what fifteen would get out of that collaboration. So, I let's be honest, mm. it's not fucking good. It's not gonna fucking happen. Like, they talked about the 15 collaboration years ago, and we got this before it, and it's been literal years. It's never happening. Octopath collaboration for 2019. Let's go. Yo, if it's got the OST, I'm down. <laughs> if, I, if, I can get, if I can get the final boss theme as a fucking OST, I'm so that Fuck the main theme. I want the final boss theme. That theme is dope. I want yeah. that orchestrated. And then you need to give me an MP3 player so I can fucking listen to whatever music I want wherever I want in 14. How about that? Yeah, that'd be nice. Damn fucking straight. I even know. Yeah. All right. So then there's that. And now we have the finale. The final thing from today. At least in terms Pagos. of major content updates. Pagos. Yes. So, Mike, you kind of will take the head on this because I've only gotten to 21. You just got 24 right before the show. Um, funny thing. I really didn't touch um, Animus for a bit. So last night I kind of went in and, you know, because I only had like a centimeter before 20. So I did a Zuzu and, you know, got my weapon and and got 20. So, so I get into Pagos. Not much different. Um, elemental conflicts are a thing. I uh, haven't done one yet. Um, first of all, overall thoughts on Pogos. Does it feel better? Is it the same old, same old? So here's the thing. I wasn't around okay. for the Onimos launch. I didn't experience Onimos on no, launch. No, no, not even. No, 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 no. No, okay, I okay, need because right. I, I, I need to compare my right. experience with Onimos to my experience with Pogos. When okay. I got to Animos, it took me about 20, 25 hours to get to, to level 20. Not so bad. Fate farming the whole mm -hmm. way through. Not so bad. It was okay. a little bit more laid back. You know, it was, it was kind of like content where I, despite shout chat being a disaster, I could be more social. 
I kind of wasn't so engrossed in button pressing and I was more, it was, it was a little bit easier to kind of be a community, even if sometimes that community is a, is a goddamn disaster to watch and shout. Chat. <laughs> just <laughs> fucking terrible. <laughs> the worst, just some of the worst conversations you've ever seen in your fucking life in those shout chats. Um, but it was weird seeing people because I'm not used to that concept in force. People generally aren't super social when they're chatting outside of main cities because if they're not in the main city, odds are they're doing something that, you know, is a little bit more mm-hmm. at all times requiring their attention. I guess is the best way to put it. So now having experienced Pagos as it's fresh, what most people tell me mm-hmm. is it's very akin to the way Anamos was for the first few days. So I'm like, okay. And... I keep looking for things to be more complicated, and they're just not. The only difference is now, I'm not getting what the experience I had with Anamos, where I just kind of rolled through in 20 to 25 hours because people had already figured it out. I'm now part of the figuring out, which is a much slower, much more tedious sort of aspect. And it's yet to come to fruition just what the goal is here because with pagos it feels like they did things that were based on feedback from animos because when you first go Mm -hmm. and you get the challenge logs done it's great you know okay i'm 21 i'm 22 awesome oh we spawned an nm awesome okay let me go explore oh that's there that's and then all that wonder is there and then you start now you have this baseline of animos where you're like, okay, well, in Onimos, it was like this. So now let me apply that to Pagos. And pieces just start falling into place faster, but not in a way that's like, how do I say? I guess there's not really much as much mystery is what I'm trying to say. We know that to, to spawn a notorious monster, there's one notorious monster per level from 1 to 35, just like there was from 1 to 20. In the previous zone. Mm-hmm. There's five less notorious monsters. And then there's conflicts. where There's elemental conflicts, which are just a whole different thing to talk about. And mm-hmm. so you know, okay, we have to kill level 25 enemies to kill, to spawn level uh, 20 notorious monsters. So what monsters are level 25? Okay, this. On top of that, what's the fate description? Okay, it's probably this. You spawn it, great. Next one. And you just keep doing that as you go up based on what the kind of hints are with the, with the fate descriptions. Mm-hmm. And... It's just a matter of trying to figure out which one that is. And that's kind of where it's at right now. There's not really much mystery outside of that. It's like, okay, well, this monster is a Hectize. So there's level 30 Hectize. The Notorious Monster's 25. So that's probably where it is. And we've yet to see the things that are new in Pagos affect the ecosystem of Pagos. Because there actually are quite a few new things. I don't know how much of them you've experienced. Not a lot, honestly. Uh, again, I went to 21. Um, I did, like, the, again, the challenge log XP, amazing. Fucking amazing. Um, got to 21, got my first um, eighth right, and that's where I stopped. So I'm going to continue. Tonight. So, in terms of new things, the elemental conflict, I guess, is the first new thing. And it's, it's honestly the single most confusing new thing you'll encounter if you've never stepped foot. Because it's labeled as a fate, 
on the map mm -hmm. and in eureka at that point you're trained if you do a fate it's a notorious monster and you gain experience points elemental right. conflicts exist for the sole purpose of upon completing it players getting happy bunnies that they can then lead to the treasure which has which we'll talk about in a second as well so it's the first fate you'll probably see and it gives zero experience nothing it doesn't have any sub rewards for the actual completion now that would be okay in my book if the happy bunnies were given to every participant of the fate mm -hmm. they aren't it's random who gets a happy bunny in terms of people who participated which means you can sit there for 10 12 minutes get no exp no happy bunny and no rewards because the happy bunnies are all personal rewards for the individuals who they spawned with so you could sit there and just get nothing for 12 to 15 minutes. That's it. If you get a bunny, great. Take your carrot, right. lead it to fucking Neverland Ranch, and then fucking find the shit in the ground. What the fuck was that analogy? I'm just saying go to fucking West Bumblefuck and find some shit in the ground. Wow. I just, okay. I just fucking come up with a random location and just that's it. You got to go find it. All right. All right. But it sucks Go that on. everyone participates. It's the one thing, it's the first thing you'll encounter, and it's the one thing that you can get absolutely nothing out of for participating in. So it's hard to motivate players to want to participate in it. There's nothing. Even if just a little EXP was there, it'd be okay. Like, even less than the other things. But I don't even think it should give less than the other things because it sometimes takes longer than the other things, even if everyone's participating. Um, so, begs the question... Will it be adjusted? I think it kind of has to because it's not really done properly. It's one of those things where mm -hmm. they, they they haven't done something like it before, so they kind of miss the ball. They kind of just drop the ball on it. Um, and and on top of that, the rewards for the happy bunnies themselves debatable how much you really want to go after them. There's one reward in particular that's very important from the from the happy bunnies, but for the most part, you get grade five and grade six materia, a little bit of gill, mm -hmm. and sometimes you get materials to craft stuff. Uh, there's new potions that you can use that give you a boost of EXP for 60 to 90 minutes. 3% boost to EXP for 60 to 90 minutes. And you have to get these items from the lockboxes or from the Happy Bunnies in order to craft these. New level 60 alchemy recipe. So uh, the EXP boost on that thing, debatable if you even really want to go out of your, your way to, to farm it. Yeah. But the more important item is Hakutaku Eyes. So Hakutaku is a notorious monster in the zone, and it's a reference to Final Fantasy XI. There's a new alchemy recipe called the Hakutaku Eye Cluster, also a reference to XI. And uh, if you collect the eyes, which you get from, I'd assume you could get them from Lockbox as well, but you can get them from the, from the Happy Bunny treasure chests. And uh, when you craft them all together to the cluster, if you kill Hakutaku... With the cluster in your inventory, the presumed effect is that you get the optical hat guaranteed, which is the item that Hakutaku drops in both Final Fantasy XI, and it's already been confirmed in the patch notes that the optical they they have a picture of the optical hat in the patch notes as well. So, but I've done a few happy bunnies, or I've seen a few, and and had a bunch of people do a few. I don't, I haven't seen anyone get any yet. So. Uh. It's, I think Elemental Conflicts needs some adjusting. I think the idea isn't flawed, but I think the execution was flawed. So they got to learn from that. Okay. That's number one. Okay. So don't spend a lot of time there, Sly, unless other people are doing it. As much as you may want the Happy Bunnies, probably going to see a lot of people ignoring it. 
That's what I was told. Okay. So then we run into issue number two. Nice. I don't. I I don't know if this is on purpose. I don't know if, okay. if they if they just decided they wanted to change things. They wanted to try and stop NM trains. But I just the I fucking monsters won't spawn. The NMs won't spawn. Yeah. And you're probably thinking, oh, it's day one. You probably don't know what you're doing. No, we've fucking done it. We're like, okay, this we'll kill these guys only and spawn this. Great, we've confirmed it. Kill worms to spawn this guy. Kill blood demons to spawn this guy. Kill demons of the of the incunnable or whatever it is. Like we know it's the right monster, but it just takes for fucking ever. In a fresh instance, it took us an hour and a half with people at four different pops to get anything to spawn. So, um, yeah, about me going into um, Pagos tonight, it's a hard no. It's just a hard no right there. I'm just going to do Rathalos. Thanks. Thanks for the info. And what's even worse is because people have done Animos and they're like, yeah, I could just stand here until the NM spawn and do nothing. They're doing it now and the NMs aren't spawning. <laughs> so they're getting triple fucked. Because I've gotten almost a full level's worth of experience points off just grinding mobs, trying to make NM spawn. Which is good for me. Those people are going to be there for a really fucking long time, man. <laughs> I, I just, man, an hour and a half of three what parties. Makes, what, what, I'm trying to, what I'm trying to see is like, what makes them so opposed to the train? Like, why are they so opposed to the train? Like, this is something we kind of brought amongst ourselves or um, figured out amongst ourselves for um, Animus. And normally they don't really take action. I guess this, this is them kind of taking, excuse me, action um, towards something we did in previous incarnation. Um, yeah, I just don't see why they would, you know, why they would uh, nerf rates? I don't. I don't think honestly they did. I think it's just a result of us being low level. But it's just no. It's so frustrating. <laughs> no, it doesn't feel like it. I mean, right now you're at you're at twenty four, and you know, like first day people were seeing trains. Like not not even first day, first few days. Okay, so I will say, I will say, let's give it. How long, is it, how long ago was it before people were really, you know, getting to the swing of things? I would say, like, three days. And um, you weren't here, so you couldn't see. But, yeah, three days in uh, Animos, and there was, like, really, like, that's when the train started. That was the beginning of the train. So, um, yeah, I, I'd give it a few days before, you know. I, I'm going to wait it out. I'm going to wait it out. I'm going to see if this kind of persists after three days. If it's, if I go in and it still persists, maybe I might need to do the same thing and wait until near the end of this cycle of pod, of um, Eureka to maybe try to do it. Week weekly challenge it. logs, man. Weekly challenge logs. Yay. That's what you'll end yeah. up doing. 
That's a hard. <laughs> yeah, and it would. You know what? I probably wouldn't mind it as much if the EXP from the monsters felt a little better. So when I'm we're level twenty three and we're killing worms to try and spawn uh, Glavoid, which is the worm NM, it's mm -hmm. level twenty three NM. So level twenty eight mobs, like two K EXP a kill at like maybe forty seconds. I need eight hundred thousand experience points to level. Like. I know they're trying to be like 11 here, but you're taking the worst part of 11 that was fucking awful, and I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> it was fucking stupid. <laughs> There's a reason even 11 doesn't do it that way anymore. Yep. Even 11's like post-max level grind now is like nothing like this. This actually... Like, all this talk really makes me want to actually get into 11. Welcome to Asura, Sly. Much... Okay. All right. But that's where I'm going. Okay. It's, I don't know. I feel like Pagos will be better in a week. It'll be tolerable in a week. Right now, it just takes, like... The NMs and the spawn rates and the amount of EXP you get, like... Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, 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 boy. That's how I feel. Kind of glad I missed the beginning of Animos. How do you feel now? I'm just glad that I missed the beginning of Animos. <laughs> The train will be back in a week. Listen. The train will be back in a week. I guarantee it. The train will be back in a week. But for now, oh boy. <laughs> so, um, Sly, other than that. No, Sly, hold on. I got one more yes. thing to say. I would rather grind in, a, in 11 the way it is now than grind in Pocos. <laughs> I'm already down in I said it. I said it. Yeah. I never thought I'd say it, but I'm fucking saying it. Not the old school 11 grind. Fuck that shit. I want... I'll take the current one in 11 over the Pogos grind. And, like, don't get me wrong. Combat 11 is nothing fucking thrilling throughout all that shit either. I fucking hit mm -hmm. one button while leveling... Fucking every like forty seconds, practically. So it's not. It's not very thrilling while leveling now either. But it feel it'll feel better to actually get a it actually get some fucking experience points after killing a mob. But other than that, that's pretty much the patch. That's all. They unlocked. They unlocked uh, Savage like we predicted. Yeah. Yep. Again, I honestly thought they would do that so early to Savage. Like, earlier than now. And, um... Yeah, I, I mean, better now than never. Better, like, late than never. Um, so if you need to go back into uh, Sigmascape and, you know, grind out weapons and gear, now's your chance. Uh, yeah, probably. I don't know, off there. Oh, there's a couple things I forgot to mention about Pagos, actually. Mutations! Which have yet to be right. interesting. 
Yeah, monsters can sometimes transform into different monsters or just grow in size and change their elemental affinity. And they boost the EXP they give by like a substantial amount. But thus mm -hmm. far, all the monsters that, ca that can have mutations, A, they don't always have mutations. And B, mm -hmm. none of the monsters that mutate have been a monster that's used to spawn in NM. At least for the first five levels, it looks like. From 20 to 25, at least so far, that's the case. So... Don't know if it'll amount to anything, but it doesn't happen very frequently. When it does, it's really nice, unless you're splitting EXP with other people. If you have the mob to yourself, like, just your party, it's not so bad, but as soon as you start splitting with other people, it kind of falls off. Right. Yeah. And it looks like we confirmed that the level 24 fate, uh, we had a theory about that, and it looks like that's been confirmed in terms of how to spawn mm -hmm. it. So now that leaves Hakutaku, which would be the level 25 one. So, good to know. I want to believe mutated NMs and bunnies are going to be, like, you're going to have to do elemental conflicts to try and spawn Snowzuzu, or, like, you're going to need to kill mutated monsters. Like, I want to believe are these things are still calling him that? I don't, Lohi is a dumb name. Lohi's a dumb name. He's Snowzuzu or Snoo Snoo. Pick one. That's it. You're, he's, they're one or the other. That's the bottom line. No. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, Snoo Snoo is what we're going with. Good. I'm glad everyone understands that Death by Snoo Snoo is generally how I want Shout Chat to go when it gets to that point. Anywho. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Proud of you. So, yeah. I'm not. That's, that's, that's where we stand right now. Pagos, I'm going to go back in tomorrow, see how it goes. Should be some more people who are like in the 24 to 26 range by the time I get on tomorrow. Um, mm -hmm. And hopefully it feels a little better tomorrow. Maybe just have a better day tomorrow in Pagos. And tomorrow's Dauntless, so I won't even be doing Pagos all day. I'll do one lockout of Pagos. Tomorrow's uh, is a. Uh, is, uh, God, I've been awake too long. Ko Koshai? <laughs> is that the, the pronunciation? Yeah. Koshai. Koshai. Yeah, tomorrow's Koshai and Dauntless. So. I'm definitely spending my time doing that after 10 a.m. comes around. So looking forward to that. That's 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 it though for the show. That's that it. is it. And thank you guys so much for staying with us. Now just the question is, Ayers in next week? Because I don't know that we'll be done with Pagos by then. When when Ethos was on, we didn't even talk about heaven on high lore. We didn't even bother with it last time. Yeah, we didn't. So, to be um, fair, there's not a whole lot to say there. They're 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 rogue alligans. Got it. Today Ta we were alligans and then we don't like them, so we stopped being alligans, but we're still alligans. Yep. Drop something. It was oh there. Nope, that's not it. Here it is. My headset's about to run out of battery, so I've been holding the battery for when we go into post show. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's where we stand. So yeah, we might do Air Zivia next week, Sly. You ready? Never ready. You never ready. Never ready. Why are you never ready? Are are you ever ready for it? I mean, yes, you, sometimes you are. A little bit, a little bit ready. Yeah. I got exactly. my belt on this time, so I'm feel, I'm feeling more confident. Good. Glad you are. Good. Yeah, I'll be all right. I'll be all right. Yeah, it'll be all right. All right, I'm good. So, on that note, I will. Uh, I think we can wrap up the show, Sly. I think we can. Do right. you have Ray tonight? No, I got Ray Thursday. Yay! 
because the, they've been in Pago since 2 a.m. So. Oh, so we, we can have a we can have a pretty meaty po show. Yeah, sounds good. We could have a meaty po. We could also not have a meaty po show. <laughs> we don't have to have a meaty po show. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But anyway, uh, that's going to be a wrap for this week, ladies and gentlemen. Before we go, though, we have a couple things. One, don't forget about the monthly Steel Series giveaway uh, on the YouTube. If on the YouTube side of things, that's where the link is. So if you're watching on Twitch, go to last week's video or go to the video tomorrow and enter the Steel Series giveaway because they sponsor my stream, but they're also sponsoring uh, State of the Realm as well. So free shit. So why not, right? Free shit's good. Thank you, Steel Series. Yeah, free shit's always good. Um, and also, we have to thank our sponsors over on the Patreon as well, which looks like my... Oh, my Google Drive's not closed. I thought it was closed for a second. I was like, wait, where'd it go? Oh, it's the wrong Google Drive, though. That's what's good. It's, I got two Google Drives, Sly. I got, it's, I got too many emails. I got emails from back in the day, and then I mixed them up with other ones. But luckily, I now have the list right here. So thank you to our sponsors over on Patreon for combating hashtag demonetized over the past several months for that uh we thank you and we're gonna list off some names here we have our patron of light kuja cross on the genova server who i don't think i have a different picture from two shows oh yeah no i do have a different picture from okay two shows ago because uh we didn't do a show last week if we had done a show last week it would have been the uh the same picture so let me see here i i just like seeing the screenshots because i don't take good screenshots sly I don't take screenshots at all. Oh, I took screenshots of the of the the quest text for for uh, the collaboration today. They weren't good screenshots, but I took them. Yeah, that's all it is. But thank you, Kuja Cross on Genova for Patron of Light for going above and beyond with the support. We also have uh, many other sponsors. We have our standard sponsors: Just One Fox, Shadow Link on Tonberry, Dom, Sukawake on Genova, Lamillion Elf, Midgard Summer, Saren the Avalanche Family on Malboro, Johnny Oyatsu, Zernik Vorth, Org Thirteen, Kifkin the Great Eagles on Exodus, Dark Graver, Katayoshi from Kujata, Skizophony from Ragnarok, Roz Effin from Exodus, Rylander West Austin, Purple Warrior, Edric Red Steel on Exodus, Lexi Valentine, Mantarn the Rivus FC from Zodiac, Sour Cream and Chives from Genova, Renoa Chikara, Kuisha Valfar of Siren, First First of Fairy, Phoenix Elf Company on Goblin, and Saren from Zodiac. We also have our elite sponsors, Kano Uzuki of the Genova server, Ustarla on Coral, Sethal, Sarah Frost from Behemoth, Diablo, Holy Tabasco, Red Thorn Asura, uh, Kurnai Oni, Askin Hawk from Shiva, Crash 015, Mustang, Serenity FC on Ultras, Kat Kazuma, Serial Cure on Cactar, Ignis Faragun from Diablos, Bluster of Fanfront, Not Quarters from Excalibur, Krovos Moonscar, Private Mikey, Spike, Nani Kurosami, Rudy Rudiger, Tank Colossus, Killer Hackman, Royal Jr., and Kiltastic Jones. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to all our patrons. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Did you make a face? And combating. Did you make a face? No, I didn't. You didn't? No, they they wanted me. They wanted me to make a face. See, I, I did not make a face. Oh, I see. Yeah, you said no, and then you did a Dojima. I wasn't sure if maybe you at least made a Dojima face. No. Could have yeah, made it. Dojima face, when I tried to do it, just reminds me of Angry Video Game Nerd. I'm just like... <laughs> it's the only thing that comes to mind. Thank you to all of our sponsors over there. Next week, uh, we'll be back. It's likely to be Air Zivia, and people are like, if Ethis could even be on the show next week. He tweeted that his internet's working again. Yeah. Apparently, this isn't the first time he's tweeted that, though. So, uh, Australia internet feels bad, man. So, hopefully... Feels bad, man. Ho- hopefully, it works fine for for that. Fingers crossed. But, yeah, that's uh, probably what the plan's going to be for next week, is to jump into Air Zivia. So thank you, everyone. We will see you next week. And until then, 
Bye-bye. Good night. Take care. Enjoy Pagos. Please don't hate yourself. See you next week.